Every day I spend my time Drinking wine, feeling fine Waiting here to find the sign That I Hey everyone, Dave and Jeff, Sunday night, another podcast, a lot to talk about. Not so Whoa. much as exciting as the Super Bowl, but a little <laughs> bit different from one Sunday to the next. Man, oh man. Uh, Dave, there are so many things. You Darvish has a deal. What does that yeah. mean to free agency? But you just mentioned it before we got going, and I I got drug into this thing yesterday. Let's please, okay. <laughs> if this starts dragging out, let's not spend a lot of time on it. But what did you make of the debate between Nick Hardwick Somehow I got drug into that it. That was funny. And uh, and San Diego, in regard, why are we still debating this? Why do people still need to vent about the Chargers? Like, if I if I just tell all of you, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Where do we go from there? You're right. But what did you make of it? Because um, Nick got into it with a bunch of different yeah. people, including Derek Togerson. What did you make of it? Well, I, I tell you what. I think this is one of these conversations we're going to have in this city forever right. honestly i don't think it ever is it stops the, is it our own grassy knoll yeah it is and i think in in cleveland it's easy because most people will point the finger at art Modell, right mm-hmm. and for me looking at what i know about the cleveland situation i kind of don't exactly look at the art Modell to, to defend art in mm-hmm. that situation real quickly is when cleveland was the joke city that johnny carson goofed on every single night yep. They didn't have a rock and roll Hall of Fame. Art Modell was one of the guys yeah. that got that done. The Cleveland Indians didn't have Jacobs Field. He was one of the guys that got that done. The Cavaliers didn't have uh, the Gundarino or whatever it's called now. Oh, yeah, but sure. remember when it started, it was called Gundarino. It was Richfield Center. It was terrible. Yeah. Coliseum. Richfield Coliseum was terrible. Yep. He helped get that done. Well, Art Modell came across money problems. Now it was his turn to get a new stadium. And Art Modell wasn't the same wealthy guy that he was at one time. And he needed some help from the city. And they all said, fuck you, Art. And Art Art was in trouble. And it wasn't a joke. Art had to end up selling the Ravens. He didn't have the money anymore. And when Art went to Cleveland and said, I've been here for you, and he's been there for the NFL. It was his idea to revenue share when he had Jim Brown and had everybody else. The NFL is the NFL because of Art Modell. And then when Art Modell needed help, everybody was like, hey, Art, we aren't going to help you. And so he had had a run. So I'm not here to defend Art. But with the Spanos situation, this is our our story, too, right mm-hmm. now, forever. And we, you and I talked about it on the radio, trying to tell people, this isn't minor. It's not a big F you to Dean for right now, and he's going to come back. This is F you to the NFL forever. Because for you to get an NFL stadium or an NFL team, you'd have to build the stadium first and then try and talk the NFL and an owner mm-hmm. into saying, we have a beautiful stadium for you, now come here. We can't build a stadium when we had a team. How are we going to no. build a, an NFL stadium without a team? So this is big, and people are frustrated. They should be. I mean, it's the NFL. Yeah. Football is king in the United it States. Sucks. It does they're suck. Done. It sucks all the way around, and people are pointing fingers, and they're frustrated. Nothing against Derek Togerson, but I tell you, I agree with Hardwick in his argument on, to on what extent. he said. To an extent. But to my, what I mean is, if you're going to sit there and take any politician side in this town over at an NFL team, Stanger going, the politicians were not your friend if you're an NFL fan. No, and, and here, here's my biggest problem with the whole thing. And I've said on this podcast that I understand more from, from a Charger fan perspective than I did in the past. However, I would also ask that you respect it from our perspective, which is how come none of you question what happened in Chula Vista? How come none of you question what happened in Oceanside? How come none of you write the name Mike Aguirre? How come none of you write the name Judge Dick Murphy? Um, along with Dean Spanos yeah. and Mark Fabiani. There are plenty of people that have their thumbprints all over this thing. 
But it's so easy in this town to only point the finger at Dean, who played a huge role in yeah. it, and Mark, who at the end played a huge role in it. But you can't ignore everybody else. And my biggest deal today happened with Dallas McLaughlin, who I like a lot, runs the Kept yeah. Faith podcast. But he writes today on Twitter, he said, you know, the angle that nobody talks about is that this team was ready to move in 2015. All you have to do is look at CSAG, and the media ignored it to maintain relationships. Well, that's just fucking wrong. Here's why it's wrong. It's wrong, and it's and nobody corrected it. Yeah. Because in February of 2015, let me go back even further. I think it was December of 2014, I was at a focus group in Los Angeles to talk about the NFL coming back. Yep. We talked about that repeatedly on the air every day on 1360, and I was told by a lot of you, a lot of you, stop with the scare tactics. They're not going anywhere. So if you want to ignore that and act like that didn't yep. happen, that's your problem, not mine. But in February of 2015, the Raiders and the Chargers announced the land deal in Carson. We talked about it every day on 1360. Then when I was off the air on 1360, I would go and tape a daily segment on Kogo with Cliff Albert. Then I would go and do something on KGB if Dave didn't do it or on 94.1 or 105.3. I can only speak for those seven stations. We talked about it every day. Yeah. I know for a fact Darren and Kaplan, and I, I think Dan did as well. I didn't hear Cilio. Did it on 1090. The UT covered it every day. The TV stations. So no offense to Dallas, who I like, but when people write, that's a completely yeah. uneducated tweet that went out and people read that and think it's true. It's not true. I'm not pro-Dean. You can view Nick any way you want. But don't fucking be so ignorant to write that the media ignored it in 2015 when it's clearly not the case. That's what happened. But where are all of you pointing the fingers at Chula Vista that couldn't get it done with the Gaylord Center, that would have saved the NFL in this town? Why do you ignore that? Because it's convenient to your angle. And I say that as somebody on your side. Where is the question marks for what happened in Oceanside with the fucking seven dorks that fly? <laughs> well, I'm going to ignore that because it's convenient. And if yeah. I mean one more fucking guy like Togerson or some other dipshit that tagged me that wants to have a calm, rational conversation with Nick, why don't you just say it? Nick, do you think we could talk about this without you beating the shit out of me? Because I've talked a lot of trash on Twitter, and I'm personally afraid that you're... I God, I tell Nick every time. I'm like, you would just go whack-a-mole on these guys. I understand where Nick's coming from. I disagree with a lot of it. But I also agree with more than some of you do because you you refuse to accept any responsibility. By voting in Micah Geary, which was obnoxious, yep. and plenty of people did, whether it was you or your neighbor, and by emailing me and Dave and saying, stop with the scare tactics. If you ever wrote that, you need to say, yeah, I played yeah. a part in it. Maybe not as big as Dean or Fabiani. Maybe Dean didn't want to be here. But when you write that starting in 2015, the media ignored it. It's a fucking lie. Yeah. I'm sorry. As a guy that I like a lot, it's a lie. And you owe every ego. You got to say, you know what? I fucked up. And say I fucked up. Yeah. And tomorrow we're all good. 
And it's not just for you and me, Dave. No, 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 no. I, Steve I, and Mike and Judd, um, everybody talked about it. There are a couple things that happen, and one of them I think is the most fascinating is the fact before the Raiders, Rams, Chargers, Jacksonville, anybody was even being considered to go to L.A., you were part of a focus group. You were a media yes. member that got into a meeting. Yes. Like you knew before anyone else, but, hey, this is kind of how they're doing things. These are the questions they're asking. What teams will have success here? Who's going to yes. sign up? Who's interested? I thought from that second on, it was game on they're and gone. it was interesting. It, not only were they gone, but as you said, not only people writing us and saying, stop with the scare tactics. We got phone calls almost daily of guys yeah. you overreacting. They aren't yes. going anywhere. Why is Bonsignor yeah. or Jason Cole or anybody else on yep. Eric Grubman and others? Scott Lewis. Yeah. I, I wrote to Dallas Today, who tapes his podcast in the Voice of San Diego office. I go, go ask Scott Lewis. How many radio appearances he did between the two stations exactly. in 2015 alone? And then tell me again how the media... <laughs> again, I'm not beating up Dallas. Yeah. He just... He he got it, and it, uh, believe me, I've gotten enough things wrong on Twitter. I'm not, I'm not focusing on that. Let me point something else out. That, that anybody who listens to this, you better come to grips with it, because if you can't handle this... As Jack Nicholson said, you can't handle the truth. Yeah. Then again, it's your issue, not mine. Because I respect the pain that this town feels. We, as a city, were too much a group of pussies to react when the threat came up that they were going to leave. When they came up, we got our feelings hurt, and we went in the corner and felt sorry for ourselves instead of saying, hey, you know what? Uh, we're not going to give Dean everything. Maybe Prop C was written terribly, but but hang on a second. Let's let's think twenty years down the line on this deal. The NFL said to me, which I would also repeat on the air all the time, Jeff, we will be there. We cannot come out and commit to it, but we will be there every four years with the Super Bowl. We will be there. We want to come. We need a place to go. Which we would drive that point home all the time. Nobody everybody ignored it. But if we would have said what is going to be the long-term impact for the NFL, which yeah. we're going to keep here, and Super Bowls are going to come here, and maybe we get in the bowl rotation, and the Aztecs are going to be safe. And you know what? Let's take a look at downtown development, what happened after Petco Park, and let's find out a way, not shoehorning it in Mission Valley. Nobody's going to Mission Valley. Mission Valley is dead. But let's all just take a step back and take a deep breath and figure out, hang on a second, Dean. We're not going to give you the entire thing, but you have $500 million that you're putting in between the NFL and your money. Dean, you got, you got a little more money than that, Dean. Come on. Let's go to the table. Let's work together. And instead, we couldn't handle it. The state of Minnesota could handle it. Yeah. Uh, Atlanta could handle it. Los Angeles, Inglewood could handle it. Uh, the Bay Area, and you can look at those deals and say they're good deals, they're bad deals. I'm not saying we had to commit to a bad deal. All I'm saying is when they were pushed and said, hey, we're going to do this, Indianapolis, yeah, they found a way to get a deal done. Some people love it. The state of Minneapolis is thrilled with what happened last week with the Super Bowl. They love it. Anybody who was there talks about, God dang, it was freezing, but man, yeah. those people were nice. Um, we couldn't handle it. We emotionally... We were too fragile as a community to handle the challenge of being pushed, and we stopped fighting. You're 100% right. We stopped fighting as a community. Yeah, and people don't like want to hear that at all. Nobody wants to hear you're soft. 
No. You know, we, we stopped fighting. Yeah. I'm not saying Propsy was the right deal. We stopped fighting. We quit, and now we sit back and we cry because nothing happened. Well, nothing happened because we we react in this town. Nobody acts. How many people do you think they were actually serious about leaving? I mean, I think there was a big thing as far as people not thinking this was it. This really was the truth. This was what was going to happen here and thinking there's no way in hell they're actually going. Do you, do you know what I seriously believe? Yeah. I believe when Dean said that he was going to leave, he was the little kid that said, I'm going to run away, and nobody stopped him. Nobody said, hang on, hang on, dude. Come here, bud. We yeah. love you. Yeah. Come on, man. You're not going anywhere. Come here. We're like, get the fuck out of here. And then <laughs> when he leaves, we're like, where, where are you yeah. going? All right. You're on your own. You don't run away. Well, where was that conversation yeah. a half hour ago? That's a great call. There's a million people that will disagree with me. I would like to know of all those people, how many of you sat with him? And, and if you did, and you're right, then good on you. I, Dave and I sat with him. We talked with him a lot about it. I truly, truly believe all he wanted. I mean, yeah, he wanted to be, he wanted us to bend over the way the other yeah, states did. Of course they did. But. I think he would have. If the there, game changed, unfortunately, for him. That was happening in, in yeah. the 90s. The game changed in 20 years. But all of a sudden, in 20 years, he didn't have the money anymore to sit at the big boy poker table with the other owners because he had a dad that's in his mid-90s yeah. that was going to die, and there's a death tax that he was going to have to pay. He had family members that he had to share the value of the team with. They didn't have as much money as a lot of people think they have. Between but, Mark Davison and him, they really are the two poorest owners in the NFL. Dean, Dean fucked up a lot of ways. He did. Because I look at Lucchino. And what they did with the Little League parks in La Mesa, boy, the one. And I tell you what, if I'm Pete Seidler and Ron Fowler and I'm not paying shit for uh, free agents right now, yeah. assuming Hosmer signed somewhere else, you should go around and revisit uh, 20 years later those uh, little Padre parks yeah. and bring them back to life. They should. And replace the signs and paint them and do everything else and yes. remind people that you're, you're a part of this right. community. Because that would mean a lot. Because it's embarrassing when you go the eight west and almost get to the five, the one right there at the end of Hotel Circle. That sign looks awful. Yeah, it is. It's embarrassing. You're right. 20 years later, people haven't kept up because the people that you gave the the money and time to don't exist anymore. No one's taking care of your investment, yet yet your name's still on it. And I like those guys. They do plenty of things in the community. But you know what? My free advice for them, unsolicited, go go rescue the Junior Padre Parks. Rolanda Little League's falling apart. It's not just that one. It's all over San Diego County. Yeah, go rescue those 20 years later. Remind us. Dean never did anything like that. Yes, they went out to the schools, but... And they had the Spanos All-Star game. But how many times would we sit there and read stories about things that were going on at the University of Pacific or Stockton? And we yeah. were like, this fucking guy. Never got it. Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> Stop being so goddamn dumb. I remember. And it, there was a big yeah. arrogance. There was. Arrogance and ignorance. I've yeah. said it from day one, Dave. I'm sorry. But that's the way that organization he was. He was detached. When you and I did the first uh, San Diego Charger broadcast after 9-11, yeah. And we were in Dallas, and he was in Dallas with us in our ear. They're telling us, make sure everybody knows that the Spanos family gave $100,000 to the Stockton Fire Department. And we're like, Jesus, dude. I go, nobody cares about the Stockton Fire no. Department here in San Diego. No, and and that's why. So that's why I say, I, I think a lot of you look at it from Nick's perspective and say, well, he only cares about Spanos. I will just say this. Nick doesn't need me to defend him. Nick was the guy front and center. <laughs> that's what. That's the problem. 
Nick was the, was the guy but a year was, ago at this time, was the guy front and center in the charge. But he was also the, the guy front and center two years ago when they were trying yeah. to and when they were don't trying remember to that, stay. Jeff. People don't remember that. That's a big part of the story. Yes. Two years ago, we were trying to get him on our show, and what did he tell you? He's Well, hang on. Let me, I, I'll get Go to ahead. that Go ahead. Go back to Houston. But before it was coming down to Houston and trying to find a way to keep him in San Diego, he was front and center. Yeah. And then he said to me, when I tried to book him on our show for the day after the meeting, he said, I'm going to be on the plane going to L.A. <laughs> yeah. He did. Yeah, he did. I, I can't listen. Dave, would you have done anything? What, where I would have been different than Nick. Yes. Where I would have been different from Nick is I would have been different the same way that Josh Lewin was or Hank would have been or anybody else. I would have been in from the day they announced they moved. From the day the the way Arthur Hightower and other friends of mine are with that team, because you know what, uh, if they would have had me, and I believe they would have had Nick, yeah. I would have said, "Man, it is it is heartbreaking that we've gotten to this point," and and I just and I would have stayed as the analyst on that team. I would I, have too. But I, that's not what he did. He did, he did the Hulk Hogan move. That's I, where everything went to shit. That's he, why people are so knows. fucking mad. Yeah, he knows. I mean, you can't fight back on that. You can say whatever you want. <clears throat> in 2015, he was going to L.A. with the Chargers. Go in listen. 2016, yeah. go fuck yourself, Deep Spanos. Yeah. And three months later, hey, can I have my job back? I mean, that was I, basically it. Go listen to podcasts. I think we're at about the one-year anniversary of this yeah. podcast, by the way. Oh, my God. And I said early on, I go, this guy is fucking, the, it's the dumbest thing yeah. ever. There's only 30 of those jobs, and you're yeah. good at it. Yeah. But yeah, thirty-two I don't wanna, of those jobs. And by yeah, the way, 32. I kept my years messed up. Last year, twenty seventeen, is when he had, was part of the big rally for but, San Diego. That was how many people showed up to that thing at Petco? I mean, it was a big story yeah. that Trevor's there and he's there and and Steve Fisher's there and the mayor's there and leading the charge about how great San Diego is. And then the guy's going, "Oh my gosh, Nick!" I, and and yeah. I I get the resentment to Nick too. I do too. I I get that, and I think Nick gets it too. Um, if he part, had to do it all over again, he would have made sure it was clean. But it's not clean. It's never going to be clean. He got caught up in the moment. <laughs> Big time. He did. He drew the line in the sand and said, suck it. All right. Here's another guy that got caught up in the moment. The other guy who got caught up. He was up Tom Cruise in. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Jerry Maguire. <laughs> no, and, and pipe football in all the right moves. Oh, Throwing yeah. trash cans in Craig T. Nelson's yard. Yeah. <laughs> then begging for, for him right. to look out for him again. Here's the other guy that I'm fucking fascinated by. There's apparently a new radio station coming to town. Uh, now, our boy, Pete in Point Loma, deserves credit. He yeah. said it's 97-3 the game. He said Tom Likas is coming, but Tom Likas announces retirement. <laughs> I have found from very good sources that Intercom has registered 97-3 the game. So uh, wow. I will give my yeah. boy... The big cat Ernie Ladd himself. Pete Point Loma gets credit for that. I don't know. He's the first guy I heard it from. Now, we don't know if it's going to be guy talk, sports talk. We don't have any idea. Yeah. All we know is pitchers and catchers report in five days. God, this has not been handled well. Sorry. Not been handled well. But apparently part of this thing is Dan Cilio. Now... You and I don't know him. The only ex I, I'll speak. For, do you know him at all? I don't know him. We've uh, I think we've sent a couple messages on Twitter back and forth privately, but it's just almost like a courtesy thing. You're yeah. in the business. I'm in the business. Kind of a deal. We don't. I, there's no animosity from either one of us towards not each at other. all. 
And I, I don't feel like Dan has any animosity no. towards us. No, not at all. But I am fascinated, and everything is wide open on this podcast. We talk about the whole deal. So talking along the lines of Togerson and Hardwick, Dan had this big thing with Scott Kaplan. And you and I were just like on the outside just going, God dang, this is old school Florida knockdown deal. But what Dan did at that point was he blocked everybody on social media, remember? Because I put out the Ringo Starr, thank you to all our former 1090 people who didn't block me. So I started following Dan. Dan follows me back. Um, There's no interaction at all. But I watch, and Dan now, as you're getting ready to go to this new station, he will put things on social media every day. And Dave, there is zero traction on that. And if I'm Dan, if I'm his eight, maybe they don't care at all. But if it's me, yeah. I'm his agent, I'm the radio station, I'm the Padres, I'm going, this guy is is getting a zero. And and I right? A zero. Yeah. <laughs> I wish you never pointed this out to me. Because yeah. I can't stop looking at it every day. But uh, he could he could put a, he could literally put on Twitter right now. I love America. If you love America too, please favorite this tweet. And he will still get zero. You know why? He's the guy at Halloween that turned all his lights off and it's like, where the fuck are all the trick-or-treaters? He yeah. blocked everybody. He blocked everybody. <laughs> Since he blocked everybody, he can't get a response. But he lost all the momentum. Yes. It is good, bad, indifferent. You're absolutely right. It is it is unbelievable to watch. Just screwing around the yeah. other day, I said, Where will the Padre games be held yeah. next year? Because I was bored. I'm having an iced tea in the morning. I'm like, I'm just going to put this up. <laughs> so I go 949973 and and then I'm like, what's a, I'm like, fuck it. I'll just leave it with these three. Like 200 people voted. Like the next yeah. day I get this thing. It's like, hey, your your poll results are in. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit. But I go, okay, we're a city of a couple million people. 200 people paid it. But I'm like, 200 people voted in the DaveAndJeffShow.com won. So that's why I was like, well, shit, Ted works for us. Yowza, right, Yowza. Ted Singh? But I'm like, I don't know that Dan's had, I don't know that Dan's had 158 responses in his last 158 no, tweets. I think he'd have less than 30. It, it is crazy as hell. How many things he can write, and it's zero all the way across. Okay, so when you see that, because we don't have a horse in the race, Yeah. do you look at that and go, God, that's funny. Do you look at that and go, God, that's kind of a drag? Does it affect you at all? Do you have any kind of a we don't if have- I'm management, that scares me. Because social media, as we all know, is a big part of what you do. Yeah. That scares me that people aren't following or care. When what- you're getting ready to launch, yes. you're getting ready to launch yeah. a station. That that makes me a little bit nervous. Now we've worked for people in the past who've said social media is a big part of what you do. And then at this situation where there's no response at all, that that's scary because then you talk about even an age demographic for what you look for. Yeah. What kind of audience do you have? And most importantly, all they care about is you're in the money business. Do you have the kind of audience that is going to purchase things? Fascinating to watch. Um, I completely fucked up Facebook. <laughs> to our friend Jojo Tarantino, who is dying laughing at me, I will give him a shout out because I had said a couple of weeks ago that I had gotten rid of Facebook yeah. and and for a bunch of different reasons. And the main thing was that the Facebook memories would often remind me of things that I didn't want to be reminded of, and, and that and the political thing. But a wonderful friend of ours said, you know, if you just start a new page, those memories will go away. 
and you can cherry pick who you have and and don't bring back the people that yeah. wear you out but they they said it's it's kind of nice and i said yeah you know that's true i i like seeing Crazy dogs, Jagger and Christie's dog. Yep. I fucking love Bodie and and whatever else is just going on. So I said, God, you know, this is a great idea. So I go, well, I'm just going to set up a new Facebook page and I'm going to reconnect with some people. So I set it up and I've now sent out at this point Friday afternoon about a hundred and hundred and thirty friend request okay. because you just see mutual friends and none of you need to reach out to me but hold on do people think it's a scam you ever get those in hang on. I reach out to you go ahead. i'm gonna get to you so i'm sending it out to everybody but then so now people are starting to react and they're asking did you get hacked and i said no i said i just i've had a lot of friends pass away and it it, it the memories thing it kind of bummed me out yeah. and they said okay great so now i've gotten I have built up to probably, if I sent out 130, I probably got, I don't know, 60 responses, give or take. Um, and so now I'm like, okay, well, I feel like I have everybody, but I may not. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to reactivate my old page, and I'm going to look. I'm going to, so I'm going to, I'm going to activate page one, which has been deactivated. Okay. I'm going to add page two as a friend to page one. Because that way I can go in and just double check and make sure I didn't leave anybody out. Okay. Seemed really smart. <laughs> I'm doing the Bobby the Brain Heenan pointing at my temple. <laughs> so now I continue to get text messages and, hey, are you hacked? No, I'm fine. Yeah. And just as I'm about 95% of the way done, I get an email from Facebook saying, hey, this is a security breach and we're shutting this page down till further notice. And oh, I'm like, shit. what the fuck? Yeah. Well, I thought about it. I go, well, dumb shit. Don't have two active pages up. Changing friends, adding friends are going to think you you fucking hacked it. Yeah. So now those two pages are dead. <laughs> so now I'm like, well, now what the fuck do I do? I guess I'll just start a third page. So I started a third page, and now people are like, okay, wait a minute. Yeah. Jojo Tarantino, who works for the Padres, finds this hysterical. He goes, you just fucking said on the podcast you're done, and now you have three Facebook pages. Get your shit together. Tommy Howell, who's the imaging guy at 1090, goes, God damn, you've turned into a needy son of a bitch. How many times do you need me to tell you I'm your friend? I'm your friend. I, but I think I got it sorted out. I think I have it cleared. It's done. Um, and then I go, well, I added yeah. so many people that I don't need to know. But the funny thing is they keep suggesting like, you probably get this. Anybody with Facebook, hey, you may know this person or that person. All these hot girls, you're like, three mutual yeah. friends. Every one of them is friends with Costa and Hank. Yeah. You're right. Holy shit, dude. You're right. Still these guys. I was friends with all these Russian models. <laughs> they know two mutual friends, Hank Bauer and Mike Costa. And I'm like, no kidding. Big shocker. <laughs> but I think I have it back up and running. Okay. What about this move? Why didn't you just go in and start blocking everybody you didn't want anymore? Like, you know what I'm saying? Because it, it wasn't about that. It was about being constantly reminded Facebook memories. Got it. Okay. Here's the other thing. I'm going to say this because at some point it's coming out. I'm going through a divorce. It sucks. Yeah. Um. May... I came down from Temecula today. 
Because on May 1st of 2016, my best friend of 35 years died. I was in the room with him for two and a half hours. I have never been the same since that day. Yeah. I, I saw it. Not only did I see my best friend uh, after he died, not only did I sit with him for two and a half hours, but I watched them zip him up and wheel him out. And I have never been the same. And sadly, it cost me my marriage. Um, the good thing, if there is a good thing, is that I know my wife uh, cares about me deeply. I care about her deeply. We adore our kids. And so we are trying to be respectful to each other as this ends. There are plenty of you that know her um, that are saying, I didn't know anything about it. But we talk about everything yeah. on this podcast. Um it is a very challenging time for me, for her, and for our sons, because a week from tonight will be the first night that I'm not in the same house as my boys. Yeah. But we are trying to do it in a way that is respectful, because when my parents were divorced, my mom hated my dad. I didn't know anybody on that side of the family, and I resented that for a long time, and I'm trying not to do that. Um, my wife is pushing for that. But the sad thing is, like I said, I changed on that day. Yep. I know I changed. I'm doing it just it it fucked me up at a level that I was not ready for. Um and and that's where it is. Um but I went and met with a friend of mine today, my buddy who passed away, his girlfriend, and we had lunch. And I, she just uh we were just talking about it and she said there's n she she was in the same room. She said there's no way I've been the same since yeah. that day. Because I've I've never been the same. I called a buddy of mine who was there. He goes, "Fuck, man." He goes, "I'm I'm heartbroken for you. I'm heartbroken for your wife and for your kids." But he goes, "I get it." Yeah. It just it changed everything, and that's Dave. I I didn't get rid of it because of the politics. I got rid of it because every day I was reminded of yeah. what my family used it. to be. Yeah, you needed, and it. I couldn't I couldn't take it anymore. Yeah. Um, we're just as. As this friend of mine said to me today, she said, you'll never get over it. The challenge will be to get through it. And she said, that the good thing is you have so many people that are around you. They care about you. And you go, okay. But my sons are the main thing in my life, and it's impossible. Yeah, You can't. And so I would just say for anybody there, um, do this tonight. This is what I've said to her today and to my buddy and to friends of mine that have been insanely good to me looking out. And this is what I love, too. I love the fact that my friends are not calling and bad-mouthing her. Yeah. I love that because I, that doesn't do me yeah. any good. That doesn't do her any good. And it doesn't. she loves my sons like yeah. I love my sons. And, and I can't tell you how much I appreciate that. But I said to all of them, and if you are listening, do me a favor. I, I'm not worried about it. Um, we'll get through it. Because the friend I was with today, her fiance and her soulmate died. Nobody died in this situation. Yeah. Um, but I just said to this friend of mine tonight, I said, if you have somebody in your life you care about, go tell them that you love them and how much better your life is with them in it. Because sadly, I didn't do that enough the last two years. I thought I was managing fine. I wasn't. Yeah. And go tell that person, you know what? God damn. I'm so lucky to have you in my life. And we, uh, there may be good days and bad days, but that's it. My wife will be fine. Ultimately, I will be fine. Our biggest concern is making sure that our 10-year-old boys yeah, of course. are fine. And that will be um, what we are committed to doing every day. So yeah. that's it. Like I said, it, it's a challenge, but 
Um, and by the way, it was determined on January 1st, which yeah. was the same day Dave's dad died. Which was the craziest back and forth conversation I think you yeah. and I will ever have. And this then... Was, this is exactly how it went. Hey, man, happy new year. And your thing was, dude, I'm getting divorced. I was like, my dad just died. I mean, it yeah. was back to back, bam, bam. Yeah. So now, um, if there is one... yeah thing that you can take away from it it's that that i don't have to come up with an excuse to take lisa Ann to the christmas party <laughs> Dude, you are not kidding you son of a bitch and yeah uh if you don't think that i will not find 15 of the biggest red onions <laughs> and uh anybody who's been through it you know emotionally it, it's oh, it, yeah. it's devastating yeah. it is and look she and i didn't fight yeah. like nobody broke anything this was the crazy thing we went to the clipper bowls game last week yeah. And and um, we had, I had gotten, like I found an old Schwab account that nobody paid attention to. And I, I just cleared it out. We kind of used it for yeah. Christmas this year. It was kind of fun. And um, so my my kind of contribution to it was to get us four tickets for the Clipper game. And I, I talked about it last week. Uh, my wife has family in Chicago. It was the Clippers and Bulls. My dad lives in LA. I, I, I've been there. We ended up being in the VIP section, yeah. and we took this escalator, and we went through the restaurant. We had great seats and, and everything. It was probably, you know, I would imagine it's the last thing that we do in that role as a married couple with yeah. our sons. It turns out it, the date was 2-3, which was our 13th anniversary. Really? And I am a huge believer in clean endings. Yeah. And to me, I go, God damn, man. I go... I'm I'm heartbroken that it's over, but our first date on two three was amazing, and this last family experience yeah. on two three was great, and I I said I I can I can live walking yeah. out like that like when what I said to you when we left thirteen sixty, I knew I was done there I just I couldn't do it anymore because of feeling the effects of what had happened earlier on. And but I tried to soak yeah. it in every day for the last three weeks that we were there. Yeah. And while I've had resentment that that's probably my own resentment more than it is any resentment to people in that building. I think I was trying to find. Uh, I was fighting a lot of battles. I got a lot of theories on what happened. Oh, I'll listen uh, to uh, it. In, but, in 1360. But but all I know is this, Dave. When I walked out that day on 1360, while we had no idea what we were going to do the next day. I felt like I had at least enjoyed the end of the ride so that it was okay to walk out. I did yeah. not feel that way at 1090. I never felt that no. way at 1090. Uh, Free FM devastated me. Yeah. Free FM, I thought, was going to be life-changing for us as a radio show. We were killing it. We went from killing. 33 in the market to 10 in the market overnight. Get we were married. Killing it. Get married. The money was going to change. It was life-changing. Yeah. And that KFMB hurt because KFMB yeah. was family. Um, Free FM devastated me. Um, I heard on Obama, everybody got whacked that day. Yeah, I came back, I quit to go to work for Dan. Um, 1090, I, d I didn't really feel anything. Um, and I didn't really feel anything at the end. But what's your theory for 1360? A couple things happened at 1360. And I, I always hate talking about 
old radio shows or, or what's going on because I don't want people to ever take it out. You guys are bitter. Look, I, I think one thing on this show is if, if you know us and, and people that will talk to us about the podcast who actually really know us know us, mm-hmm. no, there's not a bitter thing. We try and let you to the inside. We think this podcast is stuff that you're going to hear. You don't hear too many guys come on on any anywhere in front of a microphone and say what Jeff just said. I mean, that's, that's pretty inside. What, mm-hmm. The way I described what happened to me on January 1st with my dad is something you don't hear anywhere else. We let you into our inner circle right there that that's big this i mean there's no secrets left in our lives but when we talk about stations for some people oh, you guys are just bitter no here's a couple things that happened for me at at 1360 number one no joke cost is one of our best friends mm-hmm. you know we like steve we, we like hanging out with steve we like the guys we like judd but there, there are no problems there. nick, nick and, and as i say nick when we talk about even even nick and i've seen him at charger games this year and I think Nick was a little hesitant to kind of approach me. And yeah. I said, dude, everything's good. Judd and I will communicate back and forth and like each other's yeah. stuff on social media. There's no animosity towards anyone that works on there. Actually, Mark Willard and I have known each other oh, a long God. time. Rich Ornberger yes. and I know Same each thing. other. That's that's not it. We try and let you in. Darren Smith's a friend of ours, yet I, I told you what I thought Very about good. Darren last week, okay? We let you into what's going on. So when I talk about an old station, please don't take it as that's bitter, because I'm telling you it's not bitter. But yeah. there are a couple things where you go – you want to be treated as a human being, and you want to be treated as, I'm working my ass off for you. Mm-hmm. Can you respect me as a human being back? Yeah, true. Here are the two things that bothered me the most when we were at, at 1360 this last time. First time we go to the Super Bowl, we go to see Seattle in New England. We all know the Malcolm Butler play. Oh, yeah. We're there for three days. It's the afternoon show. It's it's Acosta. It's um, Steve. And then Judd was doing nights. Judd was there. Mm-hmm. You and I were there. You got so sick. I've known you forever. You have never yeah. been that sick. Honestly, I was like, he needs to go to the hospital and he needs to go home. And you you were so sick the way you were breathing and the way you were walking. You aged like 20 years yeah. in that one day. I mean, you were walking almost hunched over like you were 76 years old. And I, I was Conor McGregor. Yeah. And, and I called, I mean, without you even knowing, I called back to San Diego and said, you guys got to take care of Jeff. I go, I'm telling you, I've known him forever. He is so sick. Yeah. You got to fly him home. You either got to check him to the hospital, you got to fly him home, you got to get him out of here. He's not well at all. I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. He's not breathing right. And they blew me off. Yeah. I was really pissed off about that. They blew me off. There's one show you couldn't make, and you don't miss shows. No. That was the show where actually it was weird because now that Nick Foles was MVP of the Super Bowl a week yeah. ago, Nick Foles came on with, yep. <laughs> with me and was talking about He knew he was going to get cut by the Eagles, and he was devastated, and please don't talk about it. But he was on with us for a long time, and Judd was filling in for you. It was just kind of strange, but I was, and I, that was the day we had Conor McGregor yes, promise too. Right. That's my, that that's my Tiger Woods Heaven's Gate Hank Bauer yes. day was Conor McGregor on the one show that I can remember. We go, fuck! I could not get out of bed. I was wrecked. Yep. Yeah, and I was thinking these people don't care about us. No, as human beings, that's that, true. That bothered me a lot. It bothered me more than almost anything I've ever done in work. That you don't care enough about us that you can't care about his health when I'm telling you yeah. that he's not well. And they, they didn't give a shit. I think their answer was for me to drive you back to San yeah, Diego. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what I wanted I go, to so do. we're both going to end up the same? We're both going to end up the Christ. sick guy? Yeah. So, but anyway, I just thought it was so crazy and stupid. It, and it was ridiculous. The fact that, you know, the holidays and stuff, we're like, oh, whatever. We'll work yeah. the holidays. Okay. But nobody listens on those holidays. When no. you make Nick and Judd to this day work, President's Day, Monday, yeah. no one fucking listens. No. Because anyone them. who's driving Memorial work is at day. home. No one listens. Nobody hears it. Hey, Total we'll waste. pay you back with those days later. Bullshit. Even though it says in the contract you get you aren't supposed yeah. to work those days. Well, you know, fuck off. So <laughs> that stuff drove me crazy. But when we get to the part with your friend dying, mm-hmm. and then right after that, your wife's best friend dies. No, right before that. Right before that, okay. But, but they're, right. they're almost yeah. back to back. I mean, it, yeah. was, it was you didn't Within have time to mourn. Weeks. There's no time to mourn. No. 
and we're sitting there and the way that the way it works i know you guys gonna you guys only do radio three hours a day it doesn't work that way basically we start the show at 6 30 7 o'clock at night mm-hmm. and jeff's on his computer on my mind we can communicate back and forth we're we're putting out the show and we're doing this till midnight one o'clock in the morning sometimes and then we're we're up in the morning then we're showing up and we're doing we're knocking out the show so it's a lot of hours we're not complaining we love the job yeah but you weren't there. You nope. walk in every day. You'd say to me. You'd say to Ernie. You'd say to Herm every day. Fuck this place. Yeah. I gotta get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And I'd say to those guys, he needs time away. He's, yeah. He hasn't had time to mourn anyone's death. He's breaking down. He, he's, yeah, he's not. Totally. It's not even that he's in a fog. He needs to pull himself together. Now that I've gone through this death with my dad, I'm. It's it's six weeks. You get it out. right. I, I completely get it because I don't know when I'm going to find that balance again. You start yeah. to question yourself. Will that balance ever feel? feel the same completely get it it's gotten worse as i've gotten away from it even yeah uh, you know as the as, as january 1st has gotten away from me so i i used to say to these guys all the time holy shit and i used to think you're gonna quit i go he's gonna quit he's gonna quit i was he, yeah and our I, agent who i yeah. i love she and yeah. i just hired her yeah we just hired her yeah and she was so fucking great and that's dave i'll let you finish but it's like you you find out where i'm incredibly lucky is i find out who has my back and i just want this really clear my ex, my soon to be ex wife has my back. Yeah, it's just not. Yeah, right. nothing negative said about no, your wife. No, no, no. Okay, nothing she, negative. So about let that. me just make it real clear: she has my back, yeah. and I have hers forever. Yeah. yeah, I'm not even talking about work stuff. I'm talking human, yeah. human beings. Oh God, yeah. And that's where I'm. That's why I was disappointed yeah. with the management because they're fucking idiots. The, come on, open your damn eyes. Can you see what was going on? I mean, yeah. Herm, Ernie, and I would hear this. Before the show and after the show, that we could see that things weren't going well for you. You needed to pull it together. Yeah, you needed time away. They should have given you at least two or two weeks to mourn. Two, at least two. Yeah, you were driving. Jeff would do the show, get in the car, you drive to Temecula, you'd come back at night, you'd start the show again with me. Yep. And this went on for a long, long time. Six weeks, right? Went on for at oh, least yeah. went on for a long time. Two months. And management knew about it. Yeah. And it, it didn't matter to them. Okay, I went through no. some personal stuff with with my youngest son. It didn't matter to them. And I yeah. was like, as human beings, they didn't care. That bothered me about who you work for and who you bust your ass for. Yeah. And I know they don't have to, but you know what? In this business, it's a little bit different. So it's hard every day. You flip it on and you act like no one has any other problems. Everybody has problems driving to work. I understand that. But when you're on the radio, there's no bad days. You just yeah, don't have a bad can't. personal day. You can't. People don't want to hear it. That's why they tune in to listen nope. to you to be entertained. But I was disappointed by that. And then I started thinking, as you're going through your thing going, holy shit, my oldest son is in college. And I go, if Jeff walks away, I'm walking away too. You know, you and yeah. I always do these shows together. And, <laughs> and I told my older son, I go, look, I think Jeff's going to gonna walk off the show soon. And he yeah. knocked out like 30 oh, units in, in one semester because, yeah. and playing football, he knocked them all out because he knew that financially, if you, if we walked away or we got canned or contracts weren't picked up anything, that uh, would be financially tough. And he, he was a champ. He completely graduated early and everything else to knock out 30 units at the college level and be a uh, college football player. I couldn't thank him enough. But when we walked out, it was over. And it was, and I appreciate it to you, too. I've said this to people before. I said, man, I was worried Jeff was going to walk out in April or May. You hung out all the way through to August where our boss walked in with an envelope. And as yeah. you walked in, you grabbed it out of his hand and go, yeah. like, goodbye. I mean, you had your keys in your hand. Because and I was like, Dave, you didn't I... even know if you grabbed my envelope or your envelope. You just couldn't, was like, dude, I'm exhausted running this marathon. I got to get yeah. the fuck off, uh, out of the race already. I got to get off the yeah. ride. You got to get out of the way. It's why we've talked a lot recently about depression because I'm coming to grips with it. And you know what? I'm hesitant to use that. And I said this to a friend of mine tonight, because I will be honest, I have never once had any feelings of hurting myself. Yeah. 
And so when I pay attention to Chester Bennington or, or anybody else, um, I'm mind blanking on the guy from Soundgarden, right? Chris Cornell. Yeah. I go, well, I, I've, never, I've never had that. I'm my Every day is another day with my kids, and I'm, I feel horrible. But I do understand that, that I went to a different place. And it's what I was saying to a friend of mine tonight is um, talking about it. If if there was no there was no uh, separation between my wife's best friend of thirty five years, who by the way I also saw dead on the floor, um, as my wife wailed like I've never heard because this was the person that had her back through everything since they were kids, and she was buried at the end of February the twenty sixth, twenty seventh, and my buddy was diagnosed March first. And I remember being at her funeral, and they asked me to speak at her funeral. And I said, sure, yeah, because I've got stories about her. And uh, her her sister spoke and other people, and it was fine. Yeah. And I get up to speak, and I look, and my two sons are looking at me, and I I cried like a – I have no – I cried because I cried – Trying to do that speech because I realized how much she loved my kids. And I looked at my kids and I said, fuck, she's not here for yeah. that. So what, where I'm at today with the pending divorces, Allie's not coming back. My friend Lisa, who I had lunch with today, who went through a miserable divorce, found her way back to my friend Shane. And as I said to her, the story ended right. It just ended too soon. You gave him peace. He had gone through a miserable divorce. Yeah. My kids, for the time being, will be a 10-minute drive away. Shane's not a 10-minute drive away. I'm trying to keep that in perspective. But it's hard. It's absolutely hard for anybody who's gone through it. But the biggest mistake that I made was I didn't realize at the time um, that there was something wrong. Yeah. And and like I said, and my wife was going through it because we had not had in our shit eleven years. I guess we would have been together at that point. Um, we hadn't dealt with it. Yeah, we didn't have it, and all of a sudden it was boom, boom, back to back, and um, it was really hard. And and it just got to the point, unfortunately, where we couldn't we couldn't get it out. Yeah, and and that's what we're working our way through now. But um, I don't hate her. She doesn't hate me. It's just over, yeah. and that and that's a sad thing for for the four of us. But that's why I understand now, um, probably more, and why we say, "Hey, man, don't don't sit there and and feel it," because I I think she and I have known, unfortunately, for a while that that this may be the end result. We're just trying to do it, really, Dave, so that my kids don't resent me or her, yeah. the way so many kids resent their parents because. The parents put themselves front and center in yeah. the divorce, and we're trying not to do I'm that. Not all that. There's some big time life events that are coming up that you guys will always be in the same room. You'll always be there at the graduations together. Yeah, you're going to be there at when those boys get married. You're going to be sure in that room so, together. Man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you they're sure gonna, hope so. There are big time events that are coming up that you guys will always share the, these memories together. Yeah, that you're that- going to be part of. That's why it's important that you guys are, uh, you know respectful to each other well and a buddy of mine said to me and and we may have said it in regards to kevin or whatever else but a buddy of mine and like i said i'm if if i'm thankful for anything it's the connection with friends that i've had forever that couldn't give a shit whether i was working on the radio or or working at the paint store they didn't care 
um, one of those was the guy I watched pass away, and it, it fucked me up. But um, but a great buddy of mine, when this was all kind of coming out, and not a lot of my friends know. Like, there might be guys listening to the podcast that are like, oh, what the fuck? But I've talked to guys that have been through it and, and have been really great and supportive and just saying, you're going to be okay. Um, and a buddy of mine who I just was awesome. He goes, dude, you're going to laugh at me. You're going to call me. I know how you are. You've been this way for 20 years. You're going to call me a pussy. You're going to call me all this shit. But just listen. He said, try to do this. And he said, Dr. Seuss. I'm like, oh, what the fuck? Are we going to do cat in a hat? <laughs> Green eggs and ham. Yeah, he goes, I fucking hate you. Shut up. He said, the quote is, don't be sad that it's over. Be glad that it happened. Yeah. And, he, and, and so, Dave, when I just sat there last week at, at Staples Center, my son had been in the ER the night before, and he made it, and we were there. Yeah, there was a part of me sad that it ended, but I go, God damn, how ironic. It's 2-3, and, yeah. and as my friend Lisa said today, not regards, the, the marriage isn't going to come back. We know that. But you can't predict tomorrow. Yeah. As soon as you feel like you know what's going to happen tomorrow, somebody, whoever you believe in, is like, oh, really? Oh, really? Come here. Um, I don't want to spend too much time on that because it is a very raw wound for yeah, me right now and continues to be. But I did want to talk about it. I feel like it's therapeutic, and you'll probably hear more. And then when I'm talking about um, Mike Costa and Hank Bauer's 27 hot Asian <laughs> friends on Facebook, I'm not I'm not stalking anybody, but it's like I, I also – I also, even with the podcast moving yeah. forward, it's important to me not to be disrespectful to her. Of course. I just, I, 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 I always try not to be disrespectful to her, even with the Lisa and shit, when I yeah. probably figured I, that was more just fucking around. But of now course. I'm like, well, fuck, we yeah. are playing in a Christmas party. I'm <laughs> like, <laughs> up until January 1st, I was like, I was like, it's yeah. a theater of the mind. We're not doing that. shit. I'm like, fuck that. We're playing a Christmas party. Um, this, to me, is the craziest shit. Uh, we talk about friends that we lost. Yeah. And we lost our friend C.S. Keys, uh, who they had a memorial for yesterday in Pennsylvania. I can't get over the fact that I never knew the C in C.S. stood for Craig. Yeah. Craig Scott Keys. That's funny. And I just kept I didn't know either. I just kept thinking of Friday. <laughs> I just kept thinking of Friday and how fucking great Ice Cube was in Friday. Yeah. And I just sat there and I go, how the fuck did I never find out that he was Craig? Yeah, I never asked him. He would have been Cyrus. Yeah. yeah. Like in the Warriors. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I never asked CS. Why? And I don't know well, why. Why are we, we never... like that? Why know. are we not curious enough to want to know what the C stands for yeah. in CS? That is funny as hell. No, I never even thought once to ask him. I don't know why. I just assumed, uh, hell, his name was CS on his birth certificate. I didn't even think about it. Um, uh, That's funny as shit. Our friend Felix Taverna reached out yesterday. Okay. Uh, they were close friends and said, what is going on? Is there public memorials? Why am I being told he committed suicide? You're being told he committed suicide because people... Uh, Are you serious? My, wow. Yeah, as my great friend Cheech told me, people love tragedy, especially when it's not their own. One of the most... I don't know what it was. It was just profound things I've ever heard in my life. And I said it to Felix. I go, people love it, man, especially when it's not their own. Look, I, I can't tell you 100% he didn't, but I know he didn't shoot himself or do yeah. anything like that. Um, I never heard. I, I said it before on, on the podcast. I don't know, and I'm not seeking that answer. Um, but they are they are going to try to do something March 24th. Um, we talked about the nine-paragraph yeah. 
email that I got. I'm no longer part of the planning committee. I've been, shocker. Yeah, shocker. But uh, but CS was buried yesterday or had the memorial for his family. And, and tonight, you know, yeah. our, our thoughts are with him. Um, Dave, that's why I, I'm still incredibly sad about my own situation. Yeah. I also keep in perspective his beautiful nine-year-old daughter doesn't have a dad. Yep. My two boys for tonight. Yeah. Um, until that Christmas party, I uh, have a dad, <laughs> and we're gonna live every minute of it. And and there's one other thing, and then yeah. we can cover whatever you want. On a hard couple of days, nothing has made me laugh harder than my friend Leisure Fryer finally got his fucking shit together and changed his Twitter handle. He's no longer Leisure. I didn't even Bolt. notice. He's Leisure Fryer. Is he really? I love that lunatic. Yeah, I don't, that's funny. He, I'm shocked he had the. The computer wherewithal to figure it out, yeah. but he got it done, and he's now Leisure Fryer. We don't have Look to call that. him Bolt anymore. He's graduated to the big leagues. Good for him. Oh man, I didn't even know. I'm glad you told me that. It made my day right there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, is, that is too funny. I'm, I'm looking at uh, Stephen Woods, by the way. Ah, oh, it's another great one. Who's having a tough time already? <laughs> Five days in. Five days in, he would have thought he's a wreck. He was a little old lady that lived in a shoe. <laughs> Just relax. You got one kid. Calm the fuck down. What is your problem? Why are you, you falling apart sleep. at the seams? It hasn't been a week. Relax. You had twins. I had twins and we were doing mornings on extra. And I wasn't Jesus. trying to be Tommy Topper, but I'm like, dude, my I had yeah. two boys. I, well, I still do. Uh, and they they were never on the same sleep schedule. Yeah. And, and this is a guy I never give a fucking shout out to, but I'm going to here. So my one son would be up at 1, the other son 2.30, 3.15, alarm off at 4.30. I was fucking dying. We're launching 13.60, the whole shit. And I, I just was like, this is horseshit. <laughs> I thought being a dad was supposed to be great. <laughs> and Dave was amazing. I know, shocking. Dave, <laughs> Dave and Mike Costa laughed at me every day. And I fucking hated you guys. But you guys were dying. Because you had been through it, again, with one kid. Yeah. I had two of them. It's true. And my wife, when I would get off the air at 1130, because she had been taking care of them since 430, she's like, I got to go out. She would just go walk Lake Murray. Yeah. So now I got to deal with these two psychos by myself. Um, But I I always, as I told Stevie Woods, uh, I'm always grateful to to Dave and to Mike. But the guy, sorry, Dave, the guy I'm most grateful to, you and Mike tie for the silver medal. The guy I'm the most thankful to in that time was Cookie Chainsaw Randolph. Cookie is about, how tall is Cookie? Six, Probably 6'6". Six, six. Yeah. At least. Yeah, I'm 6'8". No, I'm not. <laughs> Cookie and I, every day I'd be like, this fucking sucks, and I hate it. And Dave, Dave and Mike and Cookie would laugh at me every day. Fuck you guys. I thought you fucking liars. <laughs> And Cookie would put his arm around me, and every day we would take a lap yep. the hallway, right? We'd go, this is inside baseball, but I got to give it for Dave. We'd come outside of our old studio. Yeah. We'd go down by Brian Main. We'd cut over by 95.7. We'd come up Rock 105. Yeah. We'd cut by Mary's, and, and that would be our lap. And he'd have his arm around me, uh, arm around my shoulder, yeah. like, a, like a dad or an uncle. Yeah. And he would just he would just talk me off the ledge. And yeah. I, I chainsaw, even though he's a palais guy, he tells me every time he's a palais guy. <laughs> he uh he just did something for me at that time where you go, I'll never forget that. Because uh, um, I was telling Steve, Steve's changing diapers now and doing everything else. And 
I just said, dude, that Bo, Lauren Bo Woods, who yeah. goes by Bo, I said, is your main guy. And I left him a voice message. I said, think of anything you've done in your life. That changed the day Bo was born because you are now Bo's dad. Yep. That is your identity. And I said, you should embrace that because it's pretty cool because there are a lot of us that do embrace that role being, I love being Jack and Caden's dad. Yep. I, I love it. I love when you go to the school and somebody's like, hey, Jack and Caden's dad, and you hear it. It The podcast doesn't matter. Yep. The radio show doesn't matter. Nothing you've done in your life Couldn't matters. More. All they know is that you're responsible for those two dickheads. Yep. And that's what I said to Steve. Your life changed for the better today because Bo is here. And and every day that Bo's in it is going to be a better day for you. Yep. So every one of these days right now when he can't sleep and you can't sleep and everything else, dude, they he will be 10 before you know it. And I, I was in Target today. Yeah. And maybe it's just because you're going through, like I didn't start crying in Target or anything. Don't give me. I'm, um, but I like it was. It was really weird. I was in Temecula and I had to kill time, and I I walked through a different Target than I usually go to, and uh, I found myself cutting through the boys' department, and you see the footy pajamas yeah. that your kids had, right? Yeah. Well, my kids, all they wear now are t-shirt and shorts. Yeah. That's it. But you're like, I remember washing that and folding that and getting the feet in and trying, making sure the zipper goes where you're not pinching the skin on the calf and doing all those different things. And you're just like, it's like for Steve, I know he'll listen. Dude, he will be three, he will be five, seven. Yeah. uh, Before you know it, man. Just super fast, man. It it couldn't be, it's not cliche. It's so true. But I, I am, yeah, Dave, he's, he's dying already. Yeah. He's already shot. He's dying. Did he, he can't he, go two laps or two see, turns. You see, he took a shot at me tonight on Twitter about. No, it. I've been gone all day. So he's sitting there saying that ah, I can't get my kid to sleep. And, and so I put on some Stevie Earl and it seems to do the trick. Either way, he already has better taste than Dave Pellet. <laughs> and I said, bullshit. I, said, <laughs> I go, most kids tune out their parents when they're 14. Yours is tuning you out in five days. Like but he I, knows your joke, and he, he played back with me. But it's this guy sitting there saying, "Already, the kid has better taste in music than me." But yeah, it's it's a huge uh, it's a huge difference in your life. I don't care how old you are. I was twenty two when when Josh was born, and now um, he I think I think he's is he early forties, mid forties, forty two. I mean that is that's a big jump too. You know where he go? He's forty two years old. And he's but the first that, one. He's never had this part of his life. I laugh how he puts. By the way, hey, my men's uh, baseball league starts next week. Really, we'll see if you're there. You go ahead. You won't be. You might be there week one. You won't be there week two. No, that ain't gonna happen. Yeah. That ain't gonna happen. But I will say this, uh, and he should retweet it out for all the Dave and Jeff listeners. Whoever got the picture, knowing him, it was probably posed. He probably had Olin Mills come yeah. in. There's no son of a bitch. I was thinking the same thing. The picture of him with Bo? Yeah. Sleeping? Yeah. There's no chance he's asleep in that picture. No chance. Doesn't matter. For it's yeah. a, it's fucking great. You yeah. go, dude, that's the that's yeah. it. You can roll over and crush the kid if you really are sleeping. What are you doing? Yeah. Who what where you go, dude, that's it. That should be your your profile picture forever. Cause there is nothing. It's just the best, man. Yeah. It's just the best. And uh, um, I'm thrilled for him and Hannah. But, yeah, him and Ryan Barkley. And fucking Barkley is such a dipshit. Barkley, when you're – listen, Ryan, you're my boy, okay? <laughs> From Barkley Landscaping, who we love. But Barkley, Woods, 
day two is crying the blues about his sleep pattern, right? Yes. All of us that are dads are, are like, this fucking guy, <laughs> you're done. And Barkley immediately replies with, well, my nine-month-old sleeping 11 hours a night. That's not what he needs to hear. <laughs> he needs to hear you'll get through it. You're okay. Oh, my gosh. That's too damn funny, man. Um, baseball I want to bring up to you real quick. You yep. Darvish, who, yep. thank God he's on another team. I don't. Hopefully this ends all the tweets of you <laughs> sitting there saying, how are you doing? With Boach did it to you. I know. Even Boach did it to me. I'm so glad he's on another team right now. I can't tell you. Yeah. Okay. Does that put the end of the argument for free agents saying they aren't getting paid? I mean, for everyone who's saying they should strike because yeah. JD Martinez is only getting a hundred million dollars on the table. Dave, how how are the Cubs going to feel in in years four, five, and six yeah. of that deal? Seriously, uh, five and six at yeah. least, and probably four too. How when you're looking at that, and I get it with the cash revenue still. Everybody's got to work be below that that line of the luxury tax. I thought that was a horrible deal for the Cubs. I couldn't agree more. I think the Cubs honestly don't have enough pitching to get them to where they need yeah. to be. Arietta's gone. Kyle Hendricks is he the same guy who was two years ago? I mean, there's, there are a lot of question John marks Lester? in there. John Lester. I don't think the Cubs they have the bats. I don't think they have the pitching to get them where they think they need to be. But uh, I am so glad he's on another team. I can't tell you. Yeah. Holy shit! So now, what does that mean to Arietta? I was listening to Brewers, probably. Maybe, yeah. Cardinals, the Cardinals get in. Could pull the Cardinals as well, but, but I think he ends up with one of the teams inside that division. But if I'm the Cardinals and I know what I have in Lance Lynn, and Lance Lynn's a more affordable version uh, of Arietta, yeah. Why wouldn't you make a move there? Now they're saying that the the Cardinals are the team to watch for Greg Holland. Do you go get Greg Holland? But now we're starting to hear people say what you and I talked about either last week or the week before here as far as the comfort level. Pitchers and catchers. Oh, that reminds me of another thing. Uh, pitchers and catchers report this week. Yep. Um, and just from creature of habit, man, knowing my routine, knowing where I'm driving, where I'm going, uh, what is it going to be? God, I listened to some awful baseball talk today, but baseball talk just in general. Uh, we'll see if this starts it going, but but if I'm like if I'm the twins, if I'm the twins right now, I'm 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 trying to make a deal with Lance Lynn and Alex Cobb. I'm I'm saying I'm so thrilled the twins didn't get Darvish and watch Darvish will probably win thirty games yeah. this year. Be Danny McClain, no but but I, I'm when I heard that deal, I'm like okay, fine, take it. It's probably going to be the way I'm going to feel when Hosmer signs, assuming he goes back to Kansas City. We go okay, fine, but if I'm the twins right now. Shit, if I'm the Padres, I want to know what Lance Lynn wants. I want to know what Alex Cobb wants. These are guys that, that can bridge the gap because Clayton Richards not going to bridge the gap. Chris yeah. Young, Tyson Ross isn't going to bridge the gap. Why wouldn't you look at a guy like Cobb or Lynn, depending on what the money is? You're going to think I'm crazy when I say this. I must much rather have them sign two of those guys Absolutely. than go after Hosmer. Hosmer? Yep. Absolutely. I agree with you 100%. Yeah. I would make that deal right now. That takes so much pressure off of Lamette. Or Perdomo, Perdomo becomes a long guy. Your pen's all of a sudden short up. If Lamette, and now you could just do whatever you want to do. If Tyson Ross makes it great, but I would go look at those two guys. Yeah. That David Smart money. Exactly. I feel like where you go. Okay, if if we're offering seven and and one forty for um for Hosmer, right? Yep. You're telling me I can't get a a, a seventy million. I can't get a fifty million deal done with with. Uh, Alex Cobb, I can't get another $50 million deal done with Lance Lynn? 
that's what to me for I think three this year team, deals. Where all of a sudden next year when Lucchese and Quantrill and Lauer, yeah, and are I honestly, ready to come? I feel like that's what this team needs more than anything. Is you got to give the guys who are playing offense for you a chance to say we got a fighting chance that our pitching, yeah, can do something. Also for the fan base too. If Alex Cobb's pitching, you're going okay. We're going to Petco tonight. There's a fighting chance we're going to win this game. I hope so. Yeah. As long as he doesn't turn into Matt Moore. And you know, you know, and you're saying that because they're from the same team. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you, sure. You, but or least, Shields. It, yeah, it gives you it gives you a name where you sit there and go, hey, there's there's a chance here. I nothing love against, Lance Lynn, yeah, man. Nothing against Clayton Richard, but Jesus, He's man. a one-year guy. Yeah, Come on, enough stop. with this. Tyson Ross, yes. even if Tyson Ross finds magic, he's a one-year guy. He's not a three-year guy. I would I would chase Lance Lynn, and I would chase Alex Cobb, take the Hosmer deal off the table immediately, and then all of a sudden I go, well, shit, now I got a couple of the pieces in. Now I go, okay, now I've got two front-end guys that easily could become – Mid-level, if Quantrill and Lucchese and uh, who else am I forgetting in that group uh, as far as starter? Lauer. Uh, who's the other guy I was just thinking of? The other starter. Yeah, I just that, wrote it down, actually. That we, that we talk about as far as starters go. Well, they have Brian Mitchell. They're still talking Rye Berlin. They're Mitchell. talking Jordan Lyles, Colin Ray. But, but as far as when we look at the arms, we look at Quantrill, Lauer. Those are the guys we're really yes. looking at. And Lucchese. But. Um, uh, that's that's what I would like to see him do. It's it, it's interesting to see what direction the Padres is going to go as far as when they make that jump, that transition, and say, okay, this is the year we're competing. How active are they? What do they need to do transition-wise? Okay, let's say one of those guys happens to be fantastic, becomes an all-star, like Pomerantz was a few years ago. Mm-hmm. You could trade that guy off if you need to for, for something of a guy that's a double-A talent, as you say, not a Tatis prospect, but you know yeah. what I'm saying, a guy that's a top-20 prospect. All of a sudden, hey, you're in the race. You need this guy right here to help you get over the top. I feel like- Lance Lynn, we're going to make the deal. Whoever said it, I believe it was Jerry Krasnick, said, look, only one team is going to win in 2019. Yep. So if you're like, okay, well, I'm planning for 2019, again, just me, I think you're there too. I, I would say, okay, well, I'm going to get two solid arms. And maybe they're my two and my three. Maybe they're my one and two. Shit, even if they're my three and four, I can't imagine either one yep. of those guys is going to be as far back as my five. And if it is, then we're in a pretty damn good situation. If – if Cobb is my number five starter, then yep. we're then we're doing pretty good. But I that's where I would direct it if it was it. Um, my final thing is this: yesterday the news came out; it was made in the paper today that Kevin AC is now done as a columnist for the Union Tribune. Dennis Lynn, in a story broken by Hacksaw, credit where it goes. Dennis Lynn is going to The Athletic. The Athletic has Peter Gammons, Ken Rosenthal, Tim Kawakami, amongst others. Mike Russo is a great hockey writer. You pay $7.99 a month. There's no pop-ups. Dennis Lynn, apparently, will be the first guy for, I would think, Southern California. If he's going to cover the Padres, my guess would be they're going to put him on the Dodgers before you put him on the Padres. Put him in L.A. and let him write a bunch of different things. But with Dennis leaving... Apparently for The Athletic, Kevin Acey announced yesterday he's leaving his column and is going to the Padres beat. Okay, here's the deal. I was in uh, I was in Irvine all, mm-hmm. all weekend. I had no idea what the hell was going on. All of a mm-hmm. sudden, I get a, a tweet from somebody, Pale, do you agree? <laughs> I'm like, I agree with what? I have no idea what the what hell. I wrote. What, what the hell what, I think it was from John Silva wrote to me first. As far as was it what you wrote, but Silva wrote to me asking me, "Do I agree?" What was I wrote it off was of what you wrote. 
Yes. Okay. What I wrote was I and I. I'll, okay. I'll I'm, back I, this up. Okay. I'm so confused on where everything came from because it seemed like this conversation was going so, on all day. So Kevin wrote it. The column went out first on Twitter. So I read the column yesterday. He said, it's my final column. I have a story to tell. And I'm done as a columnist. I'm a baseball guy. He said, I, I was always nervous covering the NFL because I, I had never played the game. He thanked Hank, who got him through it. And he said... Uh, he said, but I'm a baseball guy. Yeah. I played it. I loved it. I was on the baseball beat early on, and I'm going back to the baseball beat. Okay. What I said was, congratulations to Jay Posner for a great hire for AC on the beat. And I said, I think it'll be good to have AC rattling cages. Because when he's on the beat, he's rattling some cages. And I think I he will. Um I also think, look, if you look at it, you go, we don't. Bryce is a columnist. Nick is a columnist. There's not really a need for three columnists. No, not in this a, town. No. And I I don't know how it worked out. I think as a baseball fan, as a Padre fan, I like that move a lot. I, I think kudos to AC, whether he was forced into it, whether he asked to do it. I don't know. It's none of my business. But I think he'll be really good on that beat. Okay, and for some reason it upset some people that he was going over to the Padres. But as I said back, well, didn't he do a good job covering the Chargers? I thought he was really good on that. So beat. what's the problem? Why are people freaking out thinking this is a bad deal and fuck the San Diego media and you guys are just saying you support this because you're friends with AC? We aren't friends with AC at all. No. We know Kevin AC. We aren't, we aren't friends with AC. We've taken shots at him a million times. It's but nothing I think to do he's, with it. I, I don't as far like as him acknowledging the guy being good at his job is covering the Chargers, I thought he was great. Why wouldn't he, he be really great good. with the Padres? And you know what? He is. You're right. He's going to be that guy that's in that room. They'll ask the question that everyone's afraid to ask. He's going to sit there and make guys a little nervous. Andy Green's going to look at him and go, fuck, you know, when he's about to say something. Because he, Kevin AC will ask that question. I don't understand why people are taking shots at him. I like it. I, I like it. I think Dennis is I, – I thought Dennis had a really good close on that beat. And I think for as much as was asked of him – to write for social media and blogs and then columns and sidebars and game stories. Man, that is a there is no way I could do that job. Yep. No freaking way. And AC talked about it. He goes, Man, he goes, I love the challenge of trying to meet a deadline. Yeah. When you're sitting there and yep. everybody's cleaning up the stadium and I'm trying to write a game story and get quotes. I I Kraz, I knew. Kern and I knew. Baseball beat writers to me are just like you go. God dang, they have yeah. to. They have to handle all their own travel, all the other yeah, things. Yeah, they don't they, travel with the team. Nope. Times have changed. So you gotta you gotta get up in the morning and make it to the airport and get to Philadelphia where the team's already there, and then you gotta figure out you know customs. Sometimes yep. everything else, it's crazy. And then you're writing, and you gotta make sure did I did I say this same thing the day before? Then you gotta write for Twitter. And the website, uh, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> there, it is. It's an all-day thing. Here, here's a couple things. One is I, I'm sure he'll be fine because I think he – Oh, he'll be great. This is why I think he's going to be really good at it. Number one is just like he had his relationship with Philip Rivers, there's going to be someone down the line. Maybe it's not this year. Someone down the line he's going to have a connection to that's going to benefit you as a reader that you're going to get inside information from. Two – He's going to ask those uncomfortable questions when the questions deserve to be uncomfortable questions. Mm -hmm. You know, if you aren't up to par and you're the worst team in the league and things aren't going the way you thought or you aren't throwing at a guy to protect, he'll ask the questions that you wish uh, someone would ask. The other thing is Dennis Lynn leaving, and I understand it, it, it's a great opportunity, but we've seen guys leave. We also had guys leave before the Chargers left. 
is this the future of the paper here in San Diego, that the best, most talented guys start leaving and get the hell out of here because there's nothing well, going on here anymore? As we said, nothing to see. Keep moving. Well, and I, I think if I'm Kevin, and I, you, you just said it, we don't know him on the level that we know other people, but I would look at a paper that had just been sold uh, to a guy who bought the L.A. Times and bought the U.T., and say, boy, you know, with the NFL here, I probably had a clear path as Jim Trotter followed to ESPN, as Scott Bear followed to the Bay Area, um, as Mike Elkin followed to the to the Las Vegas Review Journal. Uh, the NFL path would have taken me somewhere. Yeah. But now the NFL is gone. Um, it may not be a bad bet for me to take one step back give up the column, go back to being on the baseball beat, be back front and center with the only team that's front and center. Uh, I feel like I'm good at the beat. Two guys that do a dopey podcast from Eastlake think I'll be great on the beat. And then maybe this will, you know what I'm saying, take one step back and then maybe it clears the path for me to go to the athletic. I would wonder if I'm Kevin. Shit, man. Like nothing against Dennis. But how do I not get that call? Yeah. Right? Wouldn't you just think you get I, – I would think that if I'm him. And, again, I, I you say that yeah. with respect to Dennis. But you go, God damn. Yep. All right. All right. And Dennis got it. How do I get that call? Well, I probably got to go back on the baseball beat. All right. Well, I like it. And this team's starting to get interesting. We may see Tatis coming up. We may see uh, Urias coming up this year. Uh, we'll see what happens with Renfro and Margot. There, there are storylines on yeah. this team this year. Uh, if Hosmer shows up, how does Myers do? Um, yeah, but uh, but I think professionally, uh, the, the uh, good for Kev, good for Kevin. I wish him well. I I think he'll be really good on that beat. I I do. I think he's. You got to be a different kind of breed to be a good beat writer, and I think he has that. In I him. think he'll be fine. Give him a chance. Here's here's and the thing is, he's proven before with the Chargers, who's very good at it. For people to say I'm not gonna ever read the paper again, it's kind of crazy. Here's the deal, though. I didn't I didn't read today's paper. I was, again, I just got back from from Irvine about an hour ago. But when you the paper today, this is what frustrates me. And Sunday is mm-hmm. my favorite day to read the paper, like so many of you. But the whole goddamn remember when columns are driving me crazy. Was was today filled with remember when? Like what what it was? What was Nick about today? Was Nick moving forward? Are people taking shots at Brian Dutcher finally? I mean, yes. th- this oh. Aztec basketball team is embarrassing. At, at what point are we going to say we have nothing right now? You guys are left us with nothing. Awful, awful. And I mean, it goes back to what you said fucking four years ago. Yeah. Why are we promising the job to this guy? Yeah. Interview for it. You yeah. Don't, you don't just. You don't just. Why? Why? Because he's loyal. It's a goddamn Mountain nice. West Conference. It's an embarrassment. And, and we're good. Jesus. We're not. We're not where we were when Jim Brandenburg and Smokey yep. and Tony Fuller had this job. Like Steve Fisher has put this on. Okay, but uh, with all respect to Fisher, we're not playing in the championship game. So who's the guy that let's build the fish, the statue for Fisher? And have that outside, but who's the guy that takes all the incredible momentum that Steve has put into this program and takes us the next step? And I just felt like they just said, well, Brian's going to be that guy because he's nice and he's loyal and everything else. I go, shit, man, hang on. 
You have the Jam Center that just opened, which is unbelievable. You have Viejas Arena, which is rocking all the time. And you said, if we are ever going to have a chance to get out of the Mountain West, we may need a little rock and roll here. Yeah. And, and I just, it, it was no reflection. It's it, not personal, it's yeah. business. You take Eric Grubman, <laughs> you dumb fucks. You dumb fucks, every one of you. Take the fucking emotion yes. out of it. Okay, well, Dutch has been a loyal guy. Yeah, he's got fucking paid. Yeah, he didn't get paid in cigarettes. <laughs> it seemed like three years ago we were just saying, man, when they built VS Arena, they built it too small. Just not enough room yeah. for everybody that wants to Holy go. Holy shit! Right Jesus. now it's you, me, and Lawyer and Blue Jeans. <laughs> but uh, but uh, and it just feels like, man, they're they're going. Uh, downward fast. Yeah, they are. And and here we go, San Diego. Boy, we just we just stop. We just stop. We're like, well, shit. We'll go to Donut Bar. That's all. We'll, <laughs> we'll go to Donut Bar. All right. Well, but last thing I want to say because I had this conversation with my wife through the drive, and you went up to L.A. last week as well. You and I yeah. talk about going to L.A. all the time. So I know people can't stay in Los Angeles. So there's there's a big rivalry that LA uh. doesn't realize they're fighting. They don't realize the civil yeah. war is going on. <laughs> okay, but I know there's one down here. Yeah. As as I was saying to my wife yesterday, we were so busy yesterday. Had a great time today. We're running around. It felt like we we're busy. It felt like a full weekend. Mm-hmm. You know, you kind of look at each other. Go, boy, that was a full weekend. Why don't we do that more? Meaning, why don't you get more to your yeah. weekend instead of sitting around and ah, uh, we'll get going at two thirty. You know, get your shoes on finally. But it, it was so busy. I said to her. Look, I really love coming up to Orange County. I love going up to L.A. There's so much mm-hmm. to see. We didn't even talk about going to the San Fernando Valley and different things. But I, I said there's so many great restaurants and places mm-hmm. to visit. Went to Laguna Beach, actually, this oh, morning, nice. which I don't know if I've ever done. But I had breakfast right on the beach. Oh, and that's awesome. Walked around. It was, it was cool. I don't think I've ever done it. We almost Thanks went for in reminding a- me what a great day you had with your wife. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm 100% kidding. We almost went in a hot air balloon, which I didn't. Oh, that would have been great. Which I didn't want to do. I'm afraid of heights. And my, my, my kid's in the car, and he calls, hey, you guys still taking people up in that hot air balloon? Oh, oh yeah. you aren't doing it anymore? God damn it. I go, next time. You know, the whole Never. time I'm thinking, please say fuck no. No skydiving, yeah, no hot air I'm balloon. I'm not doing that. So I said to her, I said, we kind of live the best of both worlds where we are right now. Number mm-hmm. one, the the drive, even the traffic sucks. If you can time it out right, that view of the Pacific Ocean is, it's, it's is awesome. incredible. It has to be the best two-hour drive in the country if there's no traffic. It's My goal is to move back to North County. It really yeah. is because yeah. fuck La Mesa. La yeah. Mesa's a shithole. <laughs> I'm kidding. But, but Dave, <laughs> I'm absolutely As kidding. As I say in Family Guy, pound for pound, it's the best. Best ocean in the world. <laughs> I work in I I work in Carlsbad. Yeah, and I'm up there every day. And it's like the other night we just went to a little bar in Oceanside and had dinner. I go, fuck, man, I just miss North County. So yeah, yeah I hear you 100. percent That's my goal is to get back to North County. They, so so I, okay. So here's the deal. I said, look, okay. we live in in San Diego. Traffic isn't as bad as LA. Mm-hmm. The air feels a little bit cleaner. You know, it, it's it, our friends are here. Everything. We aren't going anywhere. But in LA, if we want to go up for a couple days. It, it's a fantastic getaway that you don't have to buy a plane ticket for. True. You know what I'm saying? And there's a shitload to do. And and I was I was saying, if it was the other way around, where we're in L.A. and we feel like we're, we're suffocating for five days, mm-hmm. and we come down to San Diego just to kind of slow it down a little bit, Yeah, that's different, too. But I go, we really, we get five or seven days, pretty great. There's so much yeah. animosity of fuck L.A. where I'm telling you. Every day but Thursday. Thursday traffic coming yeah. south is a nightmare. It, it's but crazy. Yeah, but, but everything I, else is manageable. But I'm like, where we were, I was like, do you realize 
we're two minutes from basically Angel Stadium or yeah. Ducks game, or if we want to go 26 more miles, we're at Dodger Stadium, Staples Center, USC games, UCLA games. It, it was. It just. It's right there. I mean, it's right here in Southern California. It's not, ah, fuck it. There's no entertainment. Look, the Aztecs yeah. suck right now. I'm an Aztec yeah. alum. I'm not trashing the Aztecs, but I'm saying there's entertainment. Well, you did just stuff, say they suck. Stuff, they do fucking suck. I'm okay. glad I don't have but that like tattoo say, for all you guys are ripping me. I like you me. say we're not trashing them. They just fucking suck. This year they suck, but I'm yeah. saying there's something else too. There's a great movie down the street you might want to see is what yep. I'm telling you. You don't need to see the, the shit that's on there right now. Yeah. Um, and then there was, uh, fuck, what was the, oh, I did want to bring this up Yeah. real quick. Um, because you were talking about L.A. and I was going to jokingly say, hey, maybe I'll move up and hang out with Nicole Eggert. Um, <laughs> you know, Dave, I, I don't know what did or didn't happen. Yeah. But I will say, and I feel like that's why more women don't speak up, sadly. Yeah. Because even, but we don't. We don't know what happened. But I, I think... um. She has been such a part of this show because of that story. Yeah. That when she came on and she was so cool and funny, and I'm seeing her be attacked on social media, and I'm seeing her be strong in staying true to her convictions, telling the story of what she alleged happened. Scott Baio says it didn't, but but what she's saying... Uh, man, I, I just I, I think for you and for me and for anybody that enjoyed her uh, at any level that night she was on that show, I just I, I'm really impressed by her and I, I am cheering for her. I think that is incredibly brave and and like I said, I, I wasn't there. I don't know. Yeah. But I just feel like she. I I hope she's not so bored that she would make something like that up. But sounds like she's a lot of witnesses. You know, it sounds like there are a lot of people. There's a lot more witnesses than Scott Baio does. Oh, uh, and it's a, it goes back to what we had halfway through. We go, shit, man. They're just people that are that are fighting fights every yeah. day. We hadn't really talked about it because it's not. There's not really anywhere to go. It's not an easy thing to transition out of. Uh, not as bad as when Craig Scott Keys froze me on 1090. <laughs> the worst transition ever. But um, which I'll leave alone. Out of respect to him and, and another friend, but but yeah, I just we haven't mentioned it, but it just seems like a lot last week. She was she's now uh, f- gone to the police. Yeah, as Scott Bayo said, and how about that? He dared her to go to police. It's kind of like us daring Spanos to go to Italy for L.A. Well, he he, a, he did, and she did. She well, goes, I will go to the police. I did file a report. He told me to. Look, I I. I I don't know, yeah. man. I don't know. It's like when Spacey, Spacey just shut down. Harvey Weinstein just shut down. All these other guys shut down. He's the one guy to this point that's saying I'm pushing back a little bit. And and I do, um, like you're watching the White House thing and everything else going on. Um, I, I'm still technically tonight married to an attorney who is yeah. a public defender who says everybody still has the right in this country to be innocent until proven guilty. And and I go, I got it. But I feel like she's a friend of ours, and I'm supporting her, and I, I appreciate people that show courage and show strength, and I think she's doing a lot of that. I'm not a fan of her attorney. Yeah. I'm not a fan of her manager, and I, I just I don't. I'm not a fan of my boy Eric Weddle's agent. I mean, it's not just specific to her, um, but but 
she she feels like she's fighting the the good fight and i know for you and me and everybody that enjoyed her on the podcast we hope yeah. it ends the right way it's got to be incredibly difficult to be going through this right now and rehashing things i think she how old is she Dave? she's 45 i think 45 so and i tell 30 you 30 years old yeah to be re and if she's lived with this pain as she cl- said for she 31 had, years yeah god damn man God yeah. damn, that's awful. It is, again, very strange how you guys have heard the, the the connection to the show for so long, but that she came on our show, and then all of a sudden, the the messages that we'll – I send her messages back and forth. She'll send me messages back and forth, and then she – I know she responds to pictures of your kids and stuff. She's yeah. become a friend. I mean, she, she has become is. a friend. Yeah. So I wish her nothing but the best. She's a single mom with two daughters. Yeah, wish when, her nothing but the best. When I posted pictures of yeah. my son last week, I, I just cracked up laughing. Uh, I just cracked up laughing because she was nice enough, as a bunch of you were, to hit like. And, and um, I, just, I go, yeah, that's cool. With everything she has yeah. going on, that's kind of where you go, shit, man, you have so much going on right now. And to, to click like on that for two guys that she doesn't really know, I, I just thought that was cool. And I, cool. I just, we meant to say it last week and we didn't get a chance, but. I know my friend Craig Scott Keys would agree. <laughs> I'll never get over that. I will never fucking get over the fact that I didn't ask him what the C stood for, and they, I find out now. And I blame Katie Temple, <laughs> who, who I don't know if she knew either. But, all right. Hey, again, this podcast is a lot of fun. Let's suspense. We say it's like therapy. If tonight it wasn't like well, therapy, I don't know what to say. We'll get there. Oh, boy. In the podcast, thanks to our advertisers. Look, Brian Curry, look, he's one of the best. We, we tell you all the time. He'll in this probably be situation, getting a call shortly. No shit. Probably getting a call shortly. Uh, you have made, by the way, IB the talk of the town. Fuck, what if that's the only place I can afford to live? <laughs> Dude, I IB. hope that's the case. I'll probably be in a trailer on Palm Avenue. <laughs> I hope that's the case. Hope you get a trailer for like... I'll be living in a storage unit for twenty grand, IB. and that tw- And it's worth like freaking 520 grand in six months because be I told you IB is the place to be. My man Leisure Fryer will give me two of his pet raccoons. We'll live there in a trailer on Palm Avenue. <laughs> Brian Curry is your guy. He'll tell you what he thinks about IB. He'll tell you what he thinks about all parts of San Diego. Maybe we'll get Jeff back up to North County. That's where I need to go, There Brian. you go. No you need IB. To go home. Look who's coming home. Brian Curry is your guy. Look, he's been in the business for more than 20 years. He's he's awesome. I mean, he's certified negotiation specialist, member of Council of Residential Specialists, prior 10 years as a helicopter crewman in the Navy, which we love military yeah. guys. He is your guy. You shouldn't waste any time. Whether you're buying, you're selling, you're renting, you don't like your situation, you want to better your situation, 619-251-1588. I think there are a lot of people, though, Dave, that are looking to just say, it's too expensive here. Yeah, I want to get out. And they look at the equity that they have in their property and go, God, we take that equity and we go to Arizona or Nevada where there's no state income tax. We could get a huge head start. It's what friends of mine did. Friends of mine living in La Costa could not afford to live here anymore. They sold out and bought a house with cash Wow! in Glendale. But if you're going to get to that point, you have to make sure that you dot every I, cross every T. That's why you want a guy like Brian Curry who's going to help you. Look, I don't know that I will be buying a house. I could be buying a new house. If I do, I'm going to call him because I always stress, know what you don't know and and make sure you get everything out of it and man for any of you that are that are buying or selling you have to make sure you're protected and Brian's going to do that for you. 619-251-1588 again is that number and again happy plumbing Talk about these guys a lot. Happy yep. Plumbing. I'm sending more people over to Happy Plumbing who are saying, okay, what's the deal? First of all, you mentioned the fact there's a special on drain cleaning, 
And look, that's any drain right there. That's the one move that nobody wants to do themselves. And that's your hair. That's your junk in there. And you don't want to touch yeah. it. He's willing to go in there and get it for you. <laughs> Come on, Blake. <laughs> go get it. Blake's your guy right there. Happyplumbing.com. It's the easiest way to get him. But 619-433-4943. 619-433-4943. That's the number you should keep on your phone because you will need a plumber one day. If you don't need him tonight, you're going to need him in the near future. Everybody does. And you always go, shit, I need a plumber. Who who do you have? And you start calling friends. We're telling right now the best guy in the business is Blake over there at Happy Plumbing. Well, it's free estimates. Yeah, that is big. Because think right now as you go through your house – and I would think most of us have, we have two bathrooms in our condo. And every time you look at it, it's so funny, I'll bring it around in a second, but I talked about last week how the guest bathroom has incredible water pressure and the and the main bedroom doesn't. You just sit there and you put up with it. Yeah. Why, why, why do you put do up with that? Yeah. Call Blake and be like, hey man, how do I fix this? What What's it going to cost? He's going to give you a free estimate. If you say... Hey, I have a drip in the sink, or my garbage disposal isn't working, or anything else plumbing-wise. I want to change this toilet out because it looks like it came from a Tijuana cat house. Because my kids use it, and apparently I didn't realize that I'm raising uh, a couple of Shetland ponies. How do I change this thing out? I don't know how to do it. You want to change your valet. You want to change anything out. You got to have a guy that comes in and you start talking about it. I will say this. We just had some things done. It makes such a difference yeah. in your house. It, it does. It makes such a difference. But make sure you do it the right way. That's why you want to give Blake a call at Happy Plumbing. Absolutely. 619-433-4943. And, of course, you can get him at happyplumbing.com. And then our guy right there, Ryan Barkley, the guy who not only does landscaping, but the guy will sit there and tell you how to barbecue, how to keep your kids to fall asleep. He's your guy. He's your answer He guy told right me there. how to fix the water pressure. Did he? Barkley did. <laughs> it was awesome. This guy is killing me. He goes, hey, Blake will confirm it, but what's going on? You have a little different pressure coming because your main bathroom is the furthest away from the water heater. That's easily adjusted. Blake can do that for you, no problem. He's just piece of my, cake. Barkley is my MVP. The guy is my absolute MVP, especially for burying Steve Woods. Let him know <laughs> that his baby daughter, who's beautiful, by the way, is sleeping, I think, 11 or 12 hours a night while Steve Woods is sleeping 45 minutes a night. Awesome. Okay, there you go. So if you're tired of coming home every day and you're hating the way your yard looks and you go, it's February, I want it to look good for the spring. Look, rain's mm -hmm. coming, hopefully. Maybe tonight. Well, that'd be great. We, we need the rain. But look, it's going to start looking fantastic as far as if your yard's in good shape. And Barkley can help you get it taken care of. Barkley Landscaping, they can make sure it's green, the flowers are blooming. Everything looks fantastic for the spring, for the summer barbecues. As Jeff just gave me two barbecue books to start reading and start setting up on. You want to make things look good when your friends come over, your family comes over. Free estimates also Big. from Barkley Landscaping. Big. Follow them on Twitter at Papa Bark. Because when you do, the thing that I love that Ryan does, and fire. Uh, follow Brian Curry, too. Um, what I love about those guys is they show you what they're doing. And they go through, and I'll check with Blake. If Blake, if you're on Twitter and I haven't asked you that, we'll get that squared away. But Papa Barker is on there. I love, I, I feel like old man Rooney when Stan Kroenke was showing all the pictures to get the deal done. Yeah. I love the before and after pictures. And it shows you, you go, whoever had this job done is going to be thrilled. If I'm sitting Looking on my phone, and I go, God damn, that looks great. Yeah. I have no idea who the person is. I just know Ryan, and they're my boys. 
I can only imagine how it must feel as the homeowner when you come back and you go, look at how awesome this looks when you have it done and you have it done right. A phone call to our boy. And and you know what? Uh, all kidding aside, he wrote the nicest thing Ryan did yesterday on social media. And he said, I can't begin to tell you how many people I've met because of the Dave and Jeff podcast. And, cool. it, and I was like, you got to be kidding. He was our first guy. He was our first guy. Curry was our next guy. Blake is next. We hope plenty of you jump on board as we continue to grow this thing. But but those three guys will always have a special place. But not only that, they do fantastic work. That makes it even better. Absolutely. So look, landscaping right now, you say, you know what, I'm listening to those guys, and they're absolutely right. Ryan's direct line is 619-669-8000, 619-669-8000. All right, thanks, everybody. Listen, like I said, it has been a challenge. Uh, I'm cool. Uh, I'm good. My wife is okay. We'll be all right. It's going to be a challenging couple of weeks, but we are, I feel like we're on the same page protecting our boys. That's going to be the biggest thing. You've seen them on social media. Uh, they're sad, but they're hanging in there tough because they're Norwegian, Minnesota tough. <laughs> um, but I, I would just say, Dave, again, do me a favor for any of you. Go find the people that are closest to you. Do the thing that I really, really fucked up and not doing. And go tell the people closest to you what they mean to you. And hopefully you avoid being in the spot where we are tonight. Because it sucks. But she has my back. I have her back. We'll get through it. And that's why I love this podcast. Because if I tried to do this on 1360, they'd be like, what is going on here? And then I would have actually beat the shit out of them. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Instead, they'd be like, would you please promote Hartman's running the bases in his underwear? Nobody gives a shit. <laughs> And hey, Lisa Ann, yeah. god damn, it's that's on. not onions. <laughs> Nicole Egger, <laughs> Susie Wong, Susie <laughs> Wong, Gina Lou, Sasha Fu. <laughs> hey, made a rhyme. All right, uh, hopefully, what? The, how long did that go? That was uh, one hour and thirty-three minutes. Jesus. All right. All right. Johnny Gennaro said to me the other night, yeah. he goes, I don't know how you guys go two hours. Well, we're not going to go two hours tonight. Uh, follow Dave on Twitter at Dave Palais. Follow me at Jeff Dotseth. If you would like to be the next sponsor on the show, um, a couple of you have reached out to us. Uh, Kyle, we will get to you this week. It's one of the other reasons why a yep. lot of things have been on hold. Dave's been dealing with it. I've been dealing with it. But, but we're working through it. If you want to be part of this show as a sponsor, we would love to have you. Check with Ryan Barkley. Check with Brian Curry. Check with with Blake, and then uh, fire Dave an email. Dave Pele. Which one do you want, Dave? Dave, Dave Pele at yahoo.com. And I'm JP Dots at the yahoo.com. And if you know any independent wealthy uh, females that are looking for a roommate on their beach house, uh, <laughs> stop it. I'm I've just seen joking. that movie. What's Donna Mills doing? <laughs> Who am I, Andrew McCarthy? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Jonathan Silverman. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Bateman moving in with Mamie Van Doren. Yes, that's fine. <laughs> is Angie Dickinson still alive? Angie Dickinson is alive. Angie, I am fragile and I am hurt. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll talk to you guys next time. The countdown will begin this Sunday afternoon at 1, right here on the radio station you grew up with. Music Radio 138. Oh, fuck. What the hell's going on here? Okay, well, isn't it the last hour? We got another hour to do? Geez, I thought we were almost finished. Good golly, Miss Molly. Boy, this is fucking ponderous, man.
ponderous, fucking ponderous. Hi, this is Casey Kasem. American Top 40 has moved to a new time. I hope you'll join me this Saturday morning and every Saturday morning at 2. 2. Now, we're up to our long-distance dedication. And this one is about kids and pets and a situation that we can all understand, whether we have kids or pets or neither. It's from a man in Cincinnati, Ohio, and here's what he writes. Dear Casey, this may seem to be a strange dedication request, but I'm quite sincere, and it'll mean a lot if you play it. Recently, there was a death in our family. He was a little dog named Snuggles, but he was most certainly a part of... Let's come start again. From coming out of the record. Play the record, okay? Please. <clears throat> See, when you come out of those up-tempo goddamn numbers, man, it's impossible to make those transitions. And then you got to go into somebody dying. You know, they do this to me all the time. I don't know what the hell they do it for, but goddamn it, if we can't come out of a slow record, I don't understand it. Is Don on the phone? Okay, I want a goddamn concerted effort to come out of a record that isn't a fucking up-tempo record every time I do a goddamn death dedication. Now, make it, and I also want to know what happened to the pictures I was supposed to see this week. This is a god, last goddamn time. I want somebody to use his fucking brain to not come out of a goddamn record that is, uh, that, that's up-tempo, and I got to talk about a fucking dog dying.